0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Mayor Tim Cabot joining me for the whole show. We'll see how long he lasts. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll boot him out of here at the, uh, at the end of the hour just to give him a break and let me rant a, a little bit about what he said. But Mayor, how's it going today?
1: Very good, Rick. How are you? I'm good. Happy okay Monday.
0: The the first thing you know, we have uh, we have all this news swirling around. Uh, there's so many things going on, but I I did see this report today, a story out of the Lacrosse Times. Uh, one of the more pressing issues we have right now, and one of your assistants is quoted. I don't know. I haven't talked to this assistant before, but uh, I'm wondering if this is true that you've locked yourself. I don't know if you're calling from the city stores right now, trying to consume all the uneaten Oktoberfest bratwurst. Apparently, there's 25,000 bratwursts to eat. We didn't have Oktoberfest this year. Uh, The assistant says, uh, I think the story says, you you can consume about 5,000 brats a day, so it's going to take you five days to do this. (laughs) Um, Are you putting sauerkraut on these brats, ketchup, mustard? How are you eating these brats, Uh, and and will it take you this long to do this?
1: I I saw that article as well and got a really good chuckle. Uh, I, I thought that was really funny. Um, I, you definitely sauerkraut for sure and and usually a good spicy mustard or, or something along those lines would be my preferred way but for for five thousand a day, I think you would get to the point where you're probably you know the, the more condiments just the messier and then uh, harder to eat. so I don't know that you could do. Five thousand with all the the full fixings that would be a challenge.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe Seller but that's gonna fill you up. You definitely don't want any buns. You're not gonna eat buns if you're eating five, If you got to eat twenty five thousand uh, bratwursts, and also like, why aren't you giving these well, to other they, people?
1: Don't they dip the buns like when you watch the hot dog eating contest on the Fourth of July? Don't they dip the buns like in water? And yeah, and they they still have to eat the whole thing, but they make it a lot easier to.
0: Yeah, deal with, so. I I will admit I don't watch a I know I I have seen clips. I haven't watched it and ever watched a like a contest like that, but I've seen clips. Yeah, they do. And I think even sometimes they eat the hot dog then the bun like eat them separately. That seems mm. that seems uh, illogical to me as well, but I've you're just trying to win the contest. So this isn't a contest. So you could really take your time. Nobody said you had to do it in 5 days, but that's what the yeah, average right. of the story says.
1: Right, right. Well, I think they're they're worried, they're concerned about you know the perishability or or whatever of of uh, twenty five thousand brats. Which I mean, it does. All joking aside, you know I'm sure we you know we all have missed uh, not having Oktoberfest dear this year and and just all of the festivals and parades that we're all missing. So that that was a, a reminder, and I'm I know you know next year will be uh, we'll make up for it, right? Well, it'll be even bigger and better than than before.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, I think you could probably store brats for a year. I I would say that I have brats in my freezer that have been in there for a year, and I will pull them out and I will put them out on the grill and eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mayor Tim Cabot joining not? us. Uh, we're going to talk all serious issues today, including uh, eating Oktoberfest bratwurst. Man, do are we going to have an Oktoberfest in a year? Do you think we'll be out of this by then? Uh,
1: I I sure hope so. I mean, the the reports that you see is that there'll be. Uh, vaccines hopefully uh, widely available by the spring and summer. So by that time, you would think, you know, end of September, early October, we should be hopefully in a good
0: place. If only we could all have a helicopter and a team of, you know, seven doctors catering to us 24-7, uh, we, we wouldn't have to worry so much about it. Uh, I think we would still have to worry, but most of us would feel a little bit better about our healthcare situation. Um, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. Brad's going to do the news and then maybe we'll dive into more serious topics. Uh, maybe not. We'll see with Mayor Tim Cabot. All right. We'll be back after this. I'll him. All right. Welcome back to the Crosstalk talk PM 608-785-7914. If you want to shoot me a text, give me a call. If you want to talk to the mayor, Mayor Tim Cabot's on with us for this hour. Um, we just we just covered the bratwurst situation, so I I don't think we'll have to rehash that anymore. The Octoberfest over overkill of Bratwurst uh, that we didn't get rid of. Um, all right, Mayor. So I think most people want to know, aside from that bratwurst, uh, and I, and I'll just I'll pose it like this. Last last week, you basically told the president of the United States to uh, not come to your city. If you you can push back on how that actually went down, but that's how I'm going to pose it. Um, is this the best time or worst time, Mayor? Are you going to run for mayor in April of 2021? I feel like you're. You, if you tell the president to get out, that's that's the most powerful you've ever been, and it's the best time to announce whether you're going to run for mayor.
1: Well, the first part of that, I mean, and I think we covered some some of that last week uh, in relation to the uh, the city's authority and just what, what the city can and cannot do. Yes, I did myself reach out to the Trump campaign and, and ask that they either cancel or delay their their rally because of our situation being a hot spot here in La Crosse and, and all over Wisconsin. Um, it turns out that the arrangements with Colgan Air first and then with Copeland Park, the, the city's position was that um, a, a, an event like that or a rally like that were not allowed. And so I've gotten questions from people um, wondering why the bars, for example, can remain open and, and that I have not done anything to, to, you know, shut down the bars or to do anything with the college-age student. And that's a that's a little bit different situation because those are um, related to a health order. And, and our health order would have to be issued by the La Crosse County Health Department, which I know we've talked about before on this show, and um, uh, you know the, the the way that it works is that if you have a local health department, you can write a health order. I, I believe those health orders are enforceable at the local level. The uh, attorney general for Wisconsin has has come out and said that the local health departments have the authorities to do that. And up to this point, our local health department in the county have decided to encourage people to do the right thing versus actually closing businesses are writing more more restrictions so that that's the real simple answers to why um you know the city and why i haven't the mayor have closed the bars because i don't have the authority to do that the the mayor and the city does have authority though to deal with city-owned property which is why uh, permits are needed to do large gatherings at copeland park for example or to do something at the airport, which is a city-owned facility, so there's the difference. And then, as far as the second part of your question, I, I have I have not made that official determination yet. As far as the the campaign for mayor for April and and whether or not I'm going to seek a third term, uh, we're we're getting close to making a decision on that here in the next uh, coming weeks, and you will be uh, you will know Rick when that decision is made. I will definitely share that with you.
0: All right, so g- getting back to the the Copeland is- issue, uh, the I, I saw and I can't find it. I can't find it on. I thought it was, maybe it was on Van Orden's page, who's running for Congress against Ron Kine. Maybe it's on Kopenki's page, who's running for Path. Um, during the debates, the the Copeland Park held a like debate watch party. Is that a little different than do they have? Do they not have to get permits to do something like that because it wouldn't be such a large gathering at Copeland Park?
1: Well, that, that was something that I guess we only knew after the fact. I don't, I don't know that anybody had reached out ahead of time to seek permission for that. So uh, I don't know enough about the details of that event as to whether or not that would require a special event permit. I, I have, I, you know, my, my feeling is that it probably would have required a special event permit, but it's it's kind of after the fact now. So uh, that was one that... the. the city was at least that i know of was first made aware after it happened after there was media coverage and and social media coverage on that
0: okay yeah what is there a penalty for doing such a thing like after the fact or you do you do you find them for having a gathering without permission or what happens there
1: well if you wanted i mean the short answer would be if you wanted to be very uh you know um uh, serious and, and a strong arm and and, and to not, uh, you know, to not kind of exercise common sense. Yeah, we could probably do that, but I don't know that that's worth it after the fact. I think we all along through throughout this entire pandemic uh, have tried to really work with all of the events and their organizers to do what's right by the community. And, and that is something that we take very seriously. And at times it feels like, um, there's a shortage of, of grown-ups who, who can you know, make some of these hard decisions and, and do what's right for the whole community. And in, in the case with Copeland Park, you know, we told Mr. Kapanke that we haven't issued any special event permits, I think, for any request except for one drive-through event. So, uh, so that, you know, if, if there would have been a request for the viewing party, I, I doubt if it would have needed a special event permit, and then there was a request beforehand. You know, I doubt that the city would have issued it. But um, that's, you know, sort of uh, water under the bridge now because it, it's happened and we move on.
0: Yeah. And obviously a Trump rally at Copeland's going to. So I found the event page. It said 84 people went, 190 were interested. Obviously, those numbers aren't going to be accurate. That's just Facebook. Um, you know, Trump rally is going to bring more than 84 or 190 people to, a, to an event. So right. uh, when the president yeah. shows up in town. Um, I'm I'm getting this question a lot too when you when you talk about your, the city-owned property and not being able to hold large gatherings. Just what we're doing as a city, and the city can't control what other private businesses are doing. The county could if they wanted to, but they're trying to tell people just to do the right thing. And then the pushback is always, "What about the protests? People are protesting. Why don't you stop the protests? There's been protests." Down at Riverside Park, that's city property. So, how is that different than you know having a, a, a watch party uh, at the at Copeland Park?
1: Well, it's. I'll admit there. I mean, there there is, I'm sure, a nuance there. But when it comes to uh, protest marches and petitioning your government, uh, we we really uh, our ordinances set up that we do not restrict that or, or, or offer very little. Restrictions to that. I mean, we, we had, I know, a couple of protests um, this weekend. Uh, and again, on Friday, I think there was a, a, a pro president or pro Trump uh, car parade. And then there was a gathering on Riverside Park uh, or at Riverside Park for the president on Sunday. And we did not require any permits for that. Uh, we, you know, try again, our police department tries to work with the organizers just to keep everybody. Safe. And if there's going to be a march, or if there's going to be people in the street, we really try to work with them to keep to keep people safe. So uh, that that exercise of petitioning your government, the right to assemble, uh, that our ordinance does not require permits for that. For other events, other special events, uh, it does require a permit. And our interpretation or our reading of our ordinance and our understanding is that a an event like this planned uh, for the president would require a permit.
0: Yeah, I would say, I, some people that have asked me that, I go, well, you can go to Riverside Park. If I'm going to go protest, I'm going to go, I don't need to ask you if I can go to, anyone can go to Riverside Park right now. We're not denying people's ability to go to Riverside Park. Copeland Park uh, being, you know, having a, a an official event where you're you know, I, I don't know. I, you need a
1: ticket, correct? You need a ticket. You have to register in advance. All those types of things. We view that as a special event, which does require a permit.
0: All right, we're speaking with Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot. He's uh, joining us for this hour. Uh, the Colgan Air Service situation, where the the city said, uh, I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the in the lease with Colgan Air Service with the city. In there, in the lease, it said essentially that uh, political rallies—you couldn't hold a political rally—that was that was going to go against the lease terms. Um, Colgan Air Services lease with the city started in January of 2016. It runs for 25 years, so we're about year five into this 25-year lease. Um, did was there it was is that part of a part of the maybe Colgan's idea to cancel the rally because they don't want to cancel this lease with the city's airport and and be out 20 years and have to re I don't know if they would that would that nullify the lease what would happen there if they actually just went went forth with the rally uh as the city says it's against your lease rules
1: well we did I mean that was part of our notification to them we we did point out that we believe a a a political event and a rally would be in in violation or in breach of their lease and you know the, the lease language talks about remedies and, and actions that either party can take if they feel like there's a breach. And so uh, that was the nature of our notice. Uh, they decided then, uh, again, their letter indicated that they didn't agree with our our um, our notice or, or that there is a breach, but they decided then not to host the event. And you'd really need to ask uh, the folks at Colgan Air if they felt like, um, you know, just their decision to then not host the event. So, uh, because I, you know, from our perspective, our relationship with Colgan Air is a very good one. It's been a, a long term, and and we hope for a continuation in the long term of of uh, uh, of operating there at the airport. And it's been mutually beneficial, and you know, investments made by both the city and Colgan over time. So, our our hope, of course, is that we continue a good relationship, but. Even with good relationships, at times, if you know one of the parties feels like there's an issue or a problem, you provide notice, and that's what we
0: did. Uh, This is year eight, right? As you, you as mayor, is this we're heading?
1: Yeah, correct. That's correct.
0: Um, So I don't know this, but you know, people people have been asking too. Well, other people have held presidential or political rallies at Colgan Air in the past, um, and I don't know if those would have been before this new contract that started January 1st, 2016, but um, do you have any idea if, if other rallies have happened at Colgan Air specifically?
1: That, that I'm not aware of. I, I couldn't, couldn't answer that, Rick. I know that, for example, the last time we had a presidential visit um, there was, a, you know, the, um, the president came and, and was there at the airport. I don't know that they were uh, on, on Colgan's premises or not, I guess I'm trying to remember now how that worked, but um, this was a little bit, because we had a presidential visit, it wasn't a a campaign event back in the past in 2015. I don't know of anything since then that would be the same, and obviously with this this, uh, canceled visit uh, from last week, that was going to be a campaign event, so it was uh, a bit different. Yeah, I don't know the short
0: answers. I don't know. to Yeah, it's a campaign event and they actually held the rally literally at the airport with, you know, the backdrop of Air Force One there. I just I in my head, I don't remember and I I haven't been here that long, so I don't remember any other, you know, just essentially not even just presidential debates or presidential campaigns, but just any political campaign. And then to have it literally at Colgan Air where people are gathering there, I don't. Yeah, right. I'm not sure. Um all right, so so you're 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 thinking about running for mayor still? It's a few weeks out. Jessica Olson in the past, uh, maybe maybe two, maybe the past two weeks, I can't remember. She came on the show and, and talked about her running for mayor. Um, she's been on the city council since 2017. You've probably talked to her quite a bit. Uh, what did you think of her announcement that she's going to run for mayor in April of 2021?
1: Well, uh, again, I think that's really up to the individual and and. Um, you know, their thoughts of, of what they want to do next in their in their careers or to advance their careers. So uh, I guess I didn't think a whole lot about it when I, when I heard that announcement.
0: Did you hear any of her comments uh, coming, you know, uh, just one real general, she said city halls morale or city government morale is pretty low, not because, and I'm like, is it, well, we we're in a pandemic, so morale would be pretty low, but she says, no, not even, even before that morale was pretty low. Do you do you, did did you hear those comments do you did you look into something like that because it seems like if city hall morale is pretty low and and she knows this then maybe go to the mayor and, and talk have you guys talked about something like that
1: well I I, I guess I would you know that's a, a real general uh, comment uh, and so I, I don't really have much to to respond to that that that's not my observation that morale is, is really low I do meet with all of our departments on a pretty regular basis, and um, you know, my my observation would be a bit or a lot different than what Councilmember Olson is suggesting. And and just like you suggested, I mean, she has been on the City Council so from or since two thousand and seventeen. So um, as a council member, she has the abilities to bring forward any issues. Uh, that she feels like are important. So the fact that she hasn't done that, uh, I question whether or not that's you know uh, uh, an issue or not. So uh, you know, in my mind, the, the, this year has been very challenging because of uh, you know COVID-19 and the economic shutdown and our loss of revenues and having to make some pretty dramatic budget changes uh, mid-year. And I know that that's been very difficult on our staff. I also know that this world of uh, you know, changes to schedule and working from home and then folks who are on the front lines and out in the field having to make sure they've got you know, proper PPE and are taking precautions to keep themselves and their coworkers and the public safe. I mean, that has added just an incredible amount of stress. And I cannot say enough about how wonderful our staff is. I mean, they have done just a phenomenal job this year uh, in really all aspects of, of responding and being there for, for customers and for people with complaints or concerns, and then going about and getting the day-to-day things done, uh, you know, the street repairs, our utility work, uh, the, the park refurbishments, the new trails that are being opened, the, the wonderful job that our first responders are doing, our police and our firefighters, uh, the library, you know, modifying service to accommodate people, uh, that list goes on and on. So I could not be more proud of our staff, and they've done a phenomenal job. I, I you know, if, if there's anything in specific as far as issues or, or challenges that a council member wants to bring up, uh, I, I take those seriously and try to, to address them. But up to this point, I have not heard boo from any council member about uh, things that they would like to Um, you know, would like to get addressed.
0: Yep. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot's on with us. All right. We got to get to the news. I'll I'll bring up, uh, I got a couple of questions uh, in in that regard, but we're going to break Scott's comment coming up news after that. And we'll be back with Mayor Tim Cabot after this on wisdom. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk. PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, Mayor Tim Cabot is on the show with us this hour. Uh, talking about eating bratwurst. Mayor, um, big surprise last night. The uh, Lakers fell. Are you watching the NBA Finals, or is that not your thing?
1: Yeah. I am.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, I, I just every time I, I watch the Heat Lakers now, I get really sad because I feel like the Bucks would have. You know, the, the the Heat won last night, but I feel like the Bucks would have put up a little bit better of a fight.
1: Well, I, the, the unfortunately, the, the whole pandemic really kind of derailed their momentum. They just never seemed to be. The same team after they came back in the bubble. So maybe next year they're talking about all these trades with all these
0: superstars to bring to Milwaukee. So yeah, the problem that the, would be kind of cool. The problem there is they traded all their first round picks to get rid of like guys like Mason Plumley, <laughs> just <laughs> terrible contracts. Um, we were talking about your run for mayor and whether or not you're going to do that and announce that in a couple of weeks. We'll continue that conversation in just a second. But number three is calling in. Number three, you're on with the mayor. Go ahead.
1: I want to thank you for taking my call.
0: Yeah, go ahead. You're on.
1: I got two things. One thing I want to say is that Paul Park at West Avenue and Jackson Street has got more people in it since the tennis court opened up than all the other parks got combined on the south end of La Crosse. Okay. Second thing is I'd like to know if the bus riding riders have gone up since we haven't been charging them since the uh, uh, pandemic hit, our, our, our know, bus ridership has been more down. People on the bus when we're free than when we were charging. All right, that's two questions or one question. Okay, thank you. All
0: right, thanks. Number three, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. You just said you interrupted a little bit there, but riderships have been down i don't think people want to really ride on a bus uh with a with a virus out there you never know who else is on the bus that has the virus
1: well we've been doing everything we can to um you know keep a safe uh environment there and and people wear masks and the drivers wear masks and uh we're not charging fares so you know the interactions are as limited as they can be and uh we have uh the cleaning and the sanitizing that goes on each and every day to make sure that we're doing everything we can to to not spread the virus. So, uh, with all that, though, our ridership is down. Uh, I think that's you know really consistent with everywhere across the country. Is uh, especially you know at the start of the spring and summer, just less people moving around and less activity. And, and since that time, we've we've experienced. Less ridership, so there, the, the MPU did receive federal CARES money to help overcome that loss of revenues, and, and we're using that, uh, you know, very in a very disciplined way to make sure that we can continue service and keep it safe, and do that for you know until we can get through this this uh, virus. Is
0: part is part of that reasoning too? Why you decided to cancel fares for for the time being while while we're in this?
1: Well yeah, that so because the the thought being is that when folks get on the bus, you know, they they either show their their pass or or make their payment right there literally of, you know, a foot away from the driver and there's a lot of high touch that goes on with the machine. So the thought was if we can just have people not do that, then they can, get, you know, get on the bus and preferably from the rear door, get on the bus and find a seat that's that's, you know, distant from the other riders. That was the the biggest consideration. uh, And and the CARES money then helps us so that we can make up, you know, that deficit that's not coming from the fare box.
0: Right away, I think about the bus driver in that situation too. He's on the bus, he or she is on the bus for quite a while. Do they, is there any added benefit to them? Do they get, is their salary increased, anything like that? Because they're, you know, obviously driving in a semi-dangerous situation.
1: Well, we have, we have tried and and our, uh, MTU leadership does a phenomenal job, both with our administrative leadership and then, and then the union, uh, sitting down and going through all of the the safety protocols and doing everything that we possibly can to keep that a safe environment. To this point, we have not done any special hazard pay or anything, but, uh, but, you know, we have, we, we have really tried to work together with the drivers and and the folks there at MTU to do, you know, everything we possibly can to keep it safe. So it is, It's a, and you know, that just adds to stress levels. That's why we require masks. We, we aren't, you know, or, or we're trying to limit the amount of interactions between drivers and riders as, as much as we possibly can. And it's been working, uh, but you know, it's still, it's an everyday challenge.
0: Do drivers get tested more often or do you, do you do anything special there?
1: Uh, we, uh, the, again, there nothing that has been special as far as the testing goes. I mean, we have the protocols really in place with all of our employees that if they are having any symptoms, they are to stay home and, and not come to work and then do, you know, get the test and uh, depending on what the results are. So, I mean, we, we do that with all of our employees, whether they're bus drivers or police officers or firefighters or folks that work in, City Hall, um, you know, again, we encourage them not to come into work if they're exhibiting any symptoms and to work with their doctor about getting a test. And, and we've encouraged people when, when there's been the uh, the testing days through the, either the National Guard or through the county uh, for folks to go and get tested because we, you know, we're kind of in the same situation as all organizations. You want to make sure and know uh, if there is a problem, and, and we've tried to do that all along.
0: I feel like at the uh, around Christmas time, maybe like a, a giant gift card to to festival or something like that for all the bus drivers. We could do that, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it gets back to what I you know said earlier, as far as just how proud I am of, of all of our city workers. They have just done a phenomenal job. I, I think there are times when people take their local services a bit for granted, and the presidential elections dominate all the media and what everybody talks about, but you know, lo and behold, here we have all of our services that the city has provided and has really not missed a beat. I mean, the the challenges we have, of course, with the libraries and our recreation programs and the La Crosse Center being shut because of the virus, notwithstanding, the vast majority of our services have, uh, we've been able to, you know, do those without uh, a hiccup, and uh, our staff and our employees are the reason for that. So, yeah, I I, I agree with you I think we we do need to be looking at you know potentially some ways to show that appreciation because of uh, those essential workers are you know they're keeping things going
0: yeah I've seen i've uh, other businesses I always ask uh, some you know like whether it's grocery cashiers or or people working through the drive-through in those little huts you know hey are you getting extra money and and a lot of times it's it's a no I get from them, and I I just I'm a little disappointed because their situation is a little bit off and how they have to their job is a lot different. Even you know you have some of these people right. working in huts and drive-throughs, which is way different than being inside the store. Maybe better, but also kind of odd, especially in the summer when it's hot out. Uh, Mayor Cabot speaking with us this hour. There's a, another call uh, caller. Who's this? You're on the air. Yes, Tom Perkins. Hey Tom, go um, ahead. Mr. Mayor, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um,
1: We have a a road improvement project with an infrastructure plan from East Avenue to 22nd Street along Green Bay Street. Uh, The infrastructure is good enough. They're coming along with the idea of replacing... The sewer and water main, or at least the water main, if I remember correctly, there is a gas main, there is a sewer.
0: What's your question, Tom? There is a
1: power pole. Um, Can they just pave the road? The the infrastructure is good enough. Don't wreck it. All right. Well, the short answer is, Tom, our utilities and engineering people look at the condition of the water and sewer lines and stormwater lines any city utilities as a part of the review when they're when they're making the decision on the scope of these projects so on green bay street there are portions of those utilities that do need to be upgraded and that will be part of that project so that uh that is uh you know when when we open up a street we only do that you know once every 20 to 25 years if we're you know, if it's going, uh, if it's going well, and that's the time to take a look at, at those utilities. And so, on Green Bay Street, yes, there's going to be re, uh, some utility replacement that's needed, and that's going to happen.
0: All right, thanks for the call, Tom. Um, up in Onalaska, there's kind of, there's kind of a, a line in Onalaska near maybe Dick's Sporting Goods, this Quick Trip. There's a Noodles and Company that just opened. Chipotle is is said to be coming. Um, what was the other one? Chick-fil-A is said to be coming possibly there's a Hy-Vee going in the mall, which I believe is lacrosse property. Correct. And, um, you know, can we get the, can we, can we lobby for some of this stuff to get closer to downtown? I want to just walk to Chipotle. I don't want to have to drive to Onalaska essentially. Uh, what, what do we got to do? Popeye's chicken is, is rumored to be, uh, you know, in favor of coming here. Brad Williams told me earlier, uh, what about Good. getting a Popeye's chicken down here?
1: Well, it's really a combination of the location, the available buildings. Uh, it, it takes a lot to get one of those franchises to want to go into a historic building where there isn't a sea of parking around it, and, uh, you know, that's not typically that franchise model. Uh, we, we have had, you know, some of that, obviously, with some of the restaurants downtown. Um, I, I would love to see a Popeye's, and really any, any business that is looking to, to locate in La Crosse, you know, we, we try to do what we can to to help them out. You know, I will note that we, the, the Pizza Ranch out there and uh, is, uh, in Lacrosse, that area, the Milwaukee Burger Company. So there has been a number of, of new businesses that have opened kind of on that corridor, but uh, I would agree. It's I'd love to see those in Lacrosse, but you know, if it's across the the line in Alaska, it still benefits the larger region. So I think we all enjoy that, but. Downtown is a little bit more challenging just with, the, with those factors when it comes to parking and, and going typically into historic building. It just makes it a little bit more difficult.
0: So my idea of getting rid of all parking fees, just making it a free-for-all, just nobody has to pay for parking anywhere, would benefit these businesses coming downtown.
1: Well, let me think about that once. I, I imagine, you know, the, the challenge that we have, and it's funny because we get complaints from people that do say that the fees are too high and, and the enforcement is, you know, we should just lay off. And then we do also get the complaints from businesses who say there's the same car that's been parked in front of my business all day long and hasn't moved, and that's a space that a customer could use. So uh, parking is, again, one of those topics that there is literally a no-win um, all we all we really hear are the complaints, and um, uh, again, the 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 challenge with downtown is you you got to find that right that kind of that combination of the franchise that is willing to put up with you know not a sea of parking immediately around its building, but would allow or or consider parking in a ramp to be a solution. So, it, it's tough.
0: All right, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, I appreciate you coming on. You got a Thursday City Council meeting. Um, we don't have time to talk about it, but we could talk about it afterwards. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. You bet, Rick. Bye. All good right. Lacrosse mayor, Tim Cabot joining us. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So, some of the stuff on the city council, not a, not a huge, uh, not, not a ton of debate over what's going down in the city council meeting, Uh fire station expansion near central high school was kind of one of them. Um, but we can always see how the council decides on those things. And if we need to call the mayor up and ask him what happened, we can do that. All right, we're going to take another quick break and wrap up after this up with him. All right, just wrapping up here. Lacrosse Talk PM again. Thanks to the mayor, Tim Cabot, for coming on and talking to us about whether or not he's going to run for mayor, how he's doing on eating all those leftover Oktoberfest bratwurst. and, uh, you know, the disappointment that a Chipotle is not coming to downtown lacrosse. But he said he's in favor of getting a Popeyes down here. I don't know how we do that. Somebody... Somebody call Popeyes and ask him. Uh, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric's gonna have. Eric, you got you got a minute, Eric? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, over in Sparta over here, I was driving around the other day, and believe me, I got plenty of thick yard signs. They were driving around a place and had a sign on the on the corner, half a block away from the middle school and the high school, it says "F them all." They didn't use F, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They're all pedophiles. I'm surprised that thing was not taken down because because of the use of that word. Anyway, it's, it's, it's not a message to you anyway.
0: All right, well, maybe, uh, I feel like the police, maybe if you just called them and said that this is kind of an inappropriate sign-up, maybe they would ask to uh, maybe bleep out that, the F part of that sign. All right, that's going to do it for today. Let's see what goes on tomorrow. I, I do have a couple of guests in mind, um, and we're going to bring – UWL's Dr. Anthony Tregoski on either. I think we're going to bring him on after the vice presidential debate and just kind of break down what happened and compare that to how the first debate went and then maybe do a little preview on whether or not, even if there's going to be another debate. All right. Thanks everyone for listening.